0: Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hello and welcome to the Saturday Strategy Podcast, the show for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny, I'm your host, and thank you so much for joining us. We're joined today by my friend Sarah Bishop, who's gonna help us to unpick the challenges around how to recruit key people into our business to help us grow. I know this is a real area of fear for a lot of business owners. So if you want to be better and avoid some of the howling gaffes that cripple so many companies who get it wrong, then listen on. Sarah's got some great practical pointers and a simple checklist to help us get our recruitment process refined. And she's also got some terrific insight into how to work out what kind of person or people we're actually looking for. The Saturday Strategy Podcast is a pilot project to develop the way we bring useful information to you. And as such, it's a resource for you. So if you've got any thoughts or ideas, we really would love to hear from you so we can continue to craft it and refine it. So it's really useful. We've got loads of information in the episodes. So remember, if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you can always find the notes on our website or better still subscribe to the Saturday strategy weekly email news update and now for this episode's expert guest So we're really lucky today. We've got Sarah Bishop with us. Now, Sarah, if you've not heard of her, runs a business called Recruit Recruit, uh, which, as the name suggests, is a recruitment agency. So there's genius in her name there. She's um, a seasoned recruitment professional, having served about a quarter of a century in that industry and working across all sectors and all different roles, and very much focusing these days on uh, recruitment of uh, sales and commercial staff and uh, senior uh, senior leadership roles within, within businesses. Now, I thought it'd be good to ask Sarah on board today because um, one of the issues of growing a company is always about how do I scale the people side of my business. How do I shape that and make that as something that can really support and enable the growth ambitions I've got for my business? Sarah, really great to have you here. How are you?
1: Hi, Johnny. I'm good, thanks. Thanks very much for inviting me along.
0: Oh, no, thank you very much for joining us. Sarah, you heard the sort of the question there about how we get our people resource to be able to support our growth ambitions. Why don't you sort of steer us into that and start by telling us what you think we need to know?
1: Well, I think what it really boils down to, there's lots of things that you need to get right, uh, be, you know, because people are people. It's not like you're buying a product that's like this sort of, you know, homogenous packed thing that you can easily uh, choose. But the, the, it all really stems from the first point where you need to really understand who or what your business needs I always advise my clients, particularly if they're taking on um, one of their first employees, indeed the first employee or or one of their earlier employees when they're looking to grow the business, basically list out everything that you need to get done in the business and what you're hoping to achieve. And then you basically need to divvy it up into what your skill sets are and what you want to and are good at doing and then what's left. So, um, and then you need to look at whether that is a sensible proposition as a role or whether part of it is a role
0: okay if that so makes sense. absolutely makes sense sarah so can i can i pin you down on this that's one of those things that sounds super simple but i know from experience and particularly if you're a business where you're working in it so much and you don't you know you don't really know what you do day to day yourself because you're so busy um and let's say you've got two or three staff and uh, and it's you doing it and you're about to take on your first if you like strategic role or key person type role how do you even go about starting to make that list you talked about what what, what, where do I start I mean I've got a blank piece of paper in front of me How, how do I start
1: well I think it depends where you're at with your business as you said if you've already got a team of two or three people I would very much involve them in the process as well and I would also potentially involve somebody who's external to your business um, just somebody who's perhaps going to ask questions and ask you to explain why you need that thing because you're absolutely right Johnny we tend to take a lot of things for granted and um, because we do them on autopilot they don't really come into our area of, of consciousness when we're thinking about these roles and and what happens then is, I, in my experience, I found that clients, one of two things will happen. They'll either start the recruitment process and halfway through it, or as they're going along, start realising that what they thought they wanted or needed isn't actually what they yeah, want yeah. or needed. So what happens then, that then becomes an expensive exercise because... It involves a lot of time and resource uh, doing that, but also it can be quite damaging to your reputation. And this is what a lot of businesses don't always consider, is how they run their recruitment process. They'll be judged on that by, you know, people going through that process. And uh, most of us are familiar with the old adage, how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, So people will assume that if you've got a sloppy um, process or you don't seem to know what you really need, then... You know that that will reflect in how they perceive you as a company. So either they start realising what they do and don't need whilst they're going through the process, which is not a great way to run a recruitment process, or what happens is they end up recruiting who they think they want and need, and it isn't, and that ends up can end up a very unpleasant situation, and again, very costly because at, at worst case scenario, you can potentially end up in court. Um, and best-case scenario, um, you know, you can end up with having lost a lot of time and effort and then having to go back to square one anyway. So that's why it's really important to – I think I'm pinching this from Stephen Covey's um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, but you've really got to start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once you – so I would say the core the, – the, the easiest way is probably um, – to draw up a uh, an organisation chart of what your business needs to look like, um, you know, when it's the kind of size and and. Um the vision that you have for growth and then look where this person needs to go um and there are pitfalls because quite often i'll have somebody who will say right i'm a small business i need somebody who's a really good all-rounder and i'm like well what do you mean by all-rounder they say well i need them to do the accounts or the administration keep me organized and do sales and business development
0: i'd like to meet that person
1: they don't really exist (laughs) do they no. They don't really – Those very good salespeople tend not to be incredibly detail-oriented. And, I mean, for example, my, my background in recruitment has been business development, and I am crap at admin. Right? So I, I'll be the desk with piles of it everywhere because it just doesn't interest me and it bores me. Um, so when people come to me with that job spec, I just say to them, right, you need to go back to the drawing board. This is three job roles in one. Mm. So you need to – bullet and decide what you and or your existing team are going to continue to do and what makes a sensible you know a sensible job so it might be account accounts and administration yeah okay because that will tend to suit you know certain behavioral styles which then brings me on to the next bit once you've got the role that all the responsibilities and the tasks That's quite an easy thing to do. Then you need to look at those tasks and think about the kind of personality and behavioral style that's going to suit that kind of role and also your company culture and values. And that's a massive part that people miss out. They get the tasks and the actions that they want somebody to be doing on a daily basis, which is relatively easy. And don't think at all about the person type who's going to fit in with their culture with their values and whether the role is going to motivate somebody who's got certain behavioural styles.
0: And when you talk about behavioural styles, I, I do I do get all that. But what about the fit, the cultural fit into the business? Is which is which is more important that they're getting the right person that's a cultural fit or getting the right person that's a that's a skills fit.
1: I would say definitely culture fit. When you talk to people that have lost staff, uh, and indeed, if we think back when we've ever, you know left employment and, and either done our own thing, the reasons why we leave, the reasons why people very rarely leave or are got rid of because they can't do the job. They generally have because it's, it's actually quite easy to find out whether somebody has the skills to do a certain job. That's quite easy. But if they've got the wrong attitude they don't fit your culture and they're just upsetting everybody particularly in a smaller business if you've got four people in a business and you bring in an extra person that's 20% of your entire workforce yeah so that makes that makes a massive impact on the people that are already there so if you've got somebody who just throws the dynamic completely out in a bad way that that's really not going to serve you well that's it's not going to last people aren't going to be happy you could actually lose key people You know, if they think, "Ooh, is this the shape of things to come?" So. I would say, i say to my clients all day long, recruit on attitude and aptitude. If they've got the attitude to want to learn and to want to grow and develop within your business and they have the aptitude to do so, you can train most things, but you can't train culture. You can't train attitude in somebody. And this comes back to the starting with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. I always say to my clients, if it's a new post or a new role, you're about to bring somebody in that It's not a role that you've had in the business before. I want you to sit down and write down what you want to achieve and then work backwards so to achieve these outputs and these results what is this person going to have to be do and be yeah. capable of you know and and then from that you'll then also work back the mindset so if you need somebody to in a sales role for example if you need somebody to double or quadruple the revenue that's coming in that's going to be somebody who's got a certain mindset and then you've got to think about okay what's going to motivate them or you know so there's all those sorts of things that around the periphery of a a job spec which are perhaps softer less tangible but equally if not more important i would say
0: okay thank you so you've you've just led that in very nicely so we've got this We've got these roles, so these these tasks and um, actions that we want to have. We we understand the behavioural sort of style of the person we're looking for, you know, um the, the the attention to detail or the or the social butterfly at the two extremes. Or um we understand about attitude and aptitude so getting somebody with a good cultural fit. Um I've I've got to just add something to the, to your bit that you were saying there. I do I do find I have clients or talk to people frequently and they say, I just wish people cared as much as I do. And I just think it's a, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a naive expectation to think that your staff are going to care as much as you, as the owner. Um, they will care passionately about their job and their particular part of it, but they don't necessarily care about the company in the way that you do. So, uh, exactly. they'll, so they'll care about their world, and and exactly. and, I think, and I think that's fine. If you've got somebody who's passionate and really cares about their world, and you've clearly laid out what their world looks like because it fits in with the business, that's the job spec. Then, um, then that's pretty good for the organisation. I'd say.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. you can you can increase those levels of engagement and caring. I mean, employee engagement. Is- you hear that a lot in the HR world, and it, it, you can increase that. And and one of the ways that there will be naturally more of a connect in that way is if their if their values match. So we use with quite a few of our clients now. We use a, a values based test rather than like a psychometric profile, which we also use in some cases. We'll use a val- values based test. Now values will change because they're quite fluid, but the the sort of top five ones. Tend to remain, you know, usually within the top five. They tend to stay in that kind of area, mm. but that makes a massive difference. If, if your values are aligned, you can have very different behavioural styles, very different person types, which you do need because there's a there's a real danger when people are, particularly for micro businesses and, and SMEs. Because we feel comfortable, you know we tend to gravitate to people that are like us, our friends generally will tend to have similar outlooks on life and similar values, if not if not necessarily similar personality types so it's very easy our natural we will all have a natural propensity to want to recruit people that are like us and that and that again is a disaster if you've got a company with five people that are all very alike. Then you're missing you're missing huge potential within your business.
0: Agreed, agreed.
1: So how do we go
0: about putting together the job spec, as you call it?
1: Again, it's a relatively simple process, and I, I mean I'm a prolific list maker. So I would just say to people: first of all, you just sit down, brain dump, get a big list of all the things, look at what is really important, and then and then look at how you put that. Into a, a document which makes sense of the tasks and responsibility. So, I always suggest a couple of things um, to make it, it needs to be clearly defined so people understand exactly what the, the, you know, the job, what the roles and responsibilities are. So, I always say bullet point it. Don't have this long rambling prose describing the role. And I generally will break it down into core competencies. So, you might have something like, I don't know, if you had a, a payroll clerk, for example, you would probably list if they were doing payroll and accounts you'd list like the ledger work that they had to do in the reconciliations and nominal ledger then you would have a section which would be what it you'd want them to be familiar with so they may need to use sage but also excel and if they're using excel they should be able to use pivot tables and you know so you go into the detail of the the actual core competencies that are required and the actual tasks and then and then a little bit about the personal outlook and values of, of the person who would be right for that role.
0: Yeah, very good, very good.
1: Yeah, and I would say keep it quite straightforward, you know, keep it, keep it as straightforward as possible, and, and you did say to assist you with the advertising. Now, one thing, that's going a little bit off, off thing, but don't just cut and paste your job spec and, and think that that's an advert, because That's not appealing. That's boring. That's boring as hell. You know, you need to... When you're advertising, you might put put a bit of description about what the role will involve, but it's an advertisement. You know, you need to spice it up, sex it up. You know, don't make it sound like... Or, or the reverse way. I mean, I can remember ages ago we were taking on some apprentices. I think one of the things that I put into the job advert was you'll learn how to talk to people. There'll be some business development and sales, but you, it's the apprentice role, so you would also get all the crap jobs, <laughs> like, going to, like going to the post office when it's falling down with rain and making all the tea you know so be honest about it and and inject a bit of personality as well because this will this will also help to attract people that are attracted by that culture so you know
0: so um just whilst i've got this on there and while you've got you on here then we're talking about this whole process and trying to do that that funneling down filtering the right people so we've created an advert and then we start to get some applications coming through um you said about using the sort of behavioural fit, and you know, so using some analysis tools, and also some cultural fit, and using some cultural analysis tools. Um, what do you recommend, Sarah, in terms of those those tools? We we use DISC a lot for behaviour. Is that something you like to use?
1: Yeah, we we use DISC profiling as well um, yeah. for certain roles, and then it will it will depend on the role and the level. Of but course. sometimes we'll go out uh, But just think for um, our,
0: for, um, our, for our listener. Um, if they wanted to just have a quick look at these type of things, they could take a look at it. They could take a look at DISC, couldn't they? And in terms of culture, sorry.
1: Yeah, there's a free um, values based test that uh, you can get candidates to do as well, um, and that will give you um, an idea of that. So I generally say if the if the owner or the hiring manager of the business um, takes that themselves, and then you can see if you've got certain values, if your values align um but you also have to make sure that your values run through the the, the culture of the company as well because you know sometimes people don't pay much attention to that
0: yeah yeah good so we're we're pretty much at the end of our time together sarah in terms of deciding i mean we, we take us right back to the beginning here beginning here this is about how to decide who or what we need um in our business and then how to go about going out and getting it so we had some great tips in terms of you know looking at the roles required how would you sum all of this up
1: start with what you want to achieve then list out what tasks um and actions would need to be carried out to meet those um those goals and outcomes that you want to get and then form your job spec around that and then that should give you a blueprint for who you need to get into the business but sense check it potentially with somebody outside of the business as well because we do tend to get blinkered when we're we're doing our own stuff, Sarah.
0: How do people find you? Because I've certainly valued getting some external support to help with an external um, to help with a recruitment process. How would how would people be able to find you?
1: Um, well, they can find us at recruitrecruit.co.uk. Um, which is our website. We're also on Facebook as Recruit Recruit. I'm on LinkedIn, Sarah Bishop, and we have a Recruit Recruit page. Um, we also um, put quite a few blogs on there, that uh, blog posts that uh, will give tips and uh, advice on the recruitment process and how to go about it. So, I mean, when you said how, how do people find you, I was going to say a bit irritating usually, but… Uh, <laughs> To say.
0: That, that's that, that's that's absolutely that's absolutely not true brilliant sarah thank you ever so much for uh, sharing your wisdom with us and um, can i there's so much more to this subject to um to talk about can i can i ask you to come back again yeah i'd love to yeah oh brilliant thank you very much so let's uh, let's get that lined up and thanks very much for for helping us today
1: thanks again for inviting me johnny
0: that's it for another edition of the saturday strategy podcast thank you so much for staying with us to the end our aim is to be useful so if you've any thoughts or feedback please let us know and we'll take them on board and we'll continue to develop this project for you if you want to contact me directly you can find me easily on linkedin just search for johnny themans if you're into twitter you can find saturday strategy or if that fails Reach out on WhatsApp using 07977 437 360, and that's my personal mobile number. Thank you again until next time. And remember, if you enjoyed it and you want to hear more, then please subscribe to the Saturday Strategy
1: email newsletter.